This CosmicReality.com presentation is sponsored by MysticalWares.com. Is there something wrong? Warning. Life support failure on all decks. Abandon ship. Maybe it is time to take command. Bridge to Captain. Join Jan Shaw updating current events as only Jan can. Library computer. Data being received. Produced by CosmicReality.com. Hello and welcome to Wednesday's edition of the Cosmic Creating Show. My name is Jan Shaw. I'm known as the Success Alchemist. You can find me at the successalchemist.net, the webalchemist.net, empoweredmanifestation.com, on Facebook and YouTube, Jan Shaw the Success Alchemist, on Twitter at Coach Jan Shaw. And I've just set up a channel on Telegram where I'm going to be posting a lot of the material that um, I put out on the show and also material that I don't have time to put out on the show. So you'll find me at US UK Patriot on Telegram. So today is the 11th of May 2022 and the focus of today's show is the crime of the century evil incarnate and wartime president part seven so i wasn't sure if i was going to be able to do the show today because my move back to colorado is imminent i'm still not certain when i'm going so i still don't know if saturday's on or not um i'm hoping even though i love it down here i'm hoping it's going to be soon because it's going to be 104 degrees here on saturday and when you live in in effect a tin can with no shade it's a bit difficult to keep the place cool so anyway we'll see what happens um today i'm going to focus first of all on a follow-up to what i reported on on saturday about the documentary 2000 mules which has been uh, labeled the actual use of um ballot stuffing mules it has been labeled the crime of the century hence the that part of the t the title of the show and I, I don't know if you've watched it yet there's people complaining to a degree about the fact that they have to pay for it which isn't strictly true because there are sites where you can watch it for free i, I actually paid to watch the premiere on saturday night and it was a very impressive documentary. I think Dinesh D'Souza is an excellent filmmaker. I've watched his previous documentaries and been impressed. So I've got some interesting takes on this that I want to share with you. Um, not surprisingly, the false fake news media is trying to either censor it and just ignore it completely or attempt to discredit it saying that the um, the evidence that's been presented in the documentary is flawed and so on and so forth um, I'm going to cover some of the overview of this before I dive into the commentary that I found across the internet so interestingly Catherine Engelbrecht who was one of the key people in True the Vote who 
did all the analysis on all this information, this data, um, she was on Tucker Carlson and was apparently instructed not to mention the 2000 Mules movie, uh, according to Dinesh D'Souza. And he reported that Newsmax also cancelled Dinesh D'Souza's interview. There's a, a mainstream media cover-up, censorship continues, but it underscores they are afraid of the truth and panicking. True the Vote announced they are going to release all the data, the videos from the uh, surveillance cameras, and also the stash house locations where the ballots were picked up from. Stacey Abrams' headquarters was one of them. She's in Georgia, of course. And Soros has donated $1 million to her campaign for governor. Carrie Lake, who's running for governor in Arizona, she was being interviewed on Newsmax. And this is a post on Telegram by Seth Keschel, Captain K, Carrie Lake with an absolute slam dunk one could only wish for from every elected Republican or major candidate in America. I'll be showing this clip to Dan Cox, DJT endorsement for MD Governor at the top of the hour, Maryland Governor. And I'll just pay you this uh, video. It's not very long. I want to I talk abortion here for a second. The left... Uh melting down over the potential loss of Roe versus Wade. You're seeing all the same things we're seeing. Uh, and this issue potentially being sent back to the states. They are losing it over this. I wanted to get your thoughts on it. I, I saw this coming when I heard that this uh, information got leaked out from the Supreme Court. I think it really is a way to detract from Dinesh D'Souza's movie, 2000 Mules. There's no way that they can take what they've seen in this movie, and I've seen it now twice, and in any way try to tear it apart. The left is great, the media is great, the fake news is great at lying, misleading people, but Dinesh D'Souza in this movie has laid out the mules that trafficked our ballots in, and, and funneled in hundreds of thousands of illegal ballots into our, into our election in 2020. And they're trying to detract from that because there's no way that they can discount what is in this movie. It is black and white. And I believe they're trying to create a, a situation in America where cities are burning and people are talking about anything except the election of 2020, which was stolen. It is a shocking movie. Of course, we've known about it because uh, we, the, the, many of us in the America First movement, have been following our stolen, corrupt election. This lays it out. It is despicable what happened. And it was obviously organized at a very high level. Mm. The, the, the movie that... Uh Obviously, is that uh, it's premiering tonight? I think at, at Mar-a-Lago tonight. Yeah. And, uh, but but really quickly, uh, you you mentioned abortion, and yeah. I believe they leaked this out at this moment because they don't want to talk about what sh is shown in this movie. But when it comes to abortion, and you talked about it, Rob, it really should be states' rights. Every state should decide. And if you don't like the way the state has decided, and you can vote somebody else in. So there you have it. So despite um, knocking Dinesh D'Souza off the interview list, Carrie Lake didn't hesitate in putting out her views about 2,000 Mules and the fact that 
the abortion leak, the Roe v. Wade leak from the Supreme Court was a distraction. I do have a few things to say about that. Um, I didn't include it in the title. It depends whether I've got time, but I'll cover that later. And just a short article from Gateway Pundit related to what I was saying about um, True the Vote releasing the data. This is a report that was published on the 8th. Here's what's next. True the Vote is going to pull the ripcord. They're releasing all of their data. Organise your teams today and donate to truethevote.org. And it reads, the virtual premiere for the movie 2000 Mules was held last night live from Las Vegas. In the film, Dinesh D'Souza and True the Vote provide answers and evidence on the stolen 2020 election. The explosive documentary was released on Tuesday at select theatres across the nation. True the Vote investigators Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips have identified over 2,000 ballot trafficking mules in all of the battleground states. These mules deposited hundreds of thousands of ballots into ballot drop boxes during the 2020 election. The ballot fraud scheme produced enough ballots to steal the election for Joe Biden. According to the evidence discussed in the movie, if you factor in just the identified ballot trafficking, Trump won with 305 electoral votes. That does not even count all the other fraud that occurred during the election, like the mysterious ballot drops at three in the morning or the questionable voting machines. The movie discusses the Democrat-linked stash houses but does not mention any names or locations. Last night, Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips announced they will be releasing all of the addresses of the ballot stash houses. Look for the Democrats to squirm. In the movie credits, the investigative team lays out what comes next. If you click on the QR code at the end of the movie, you will see what is coming next. True the Vote is going to release all of their information online. They are going to pull the ripcord and release this data in the coming weeks. Organise your investigative teams today. Help True the Vote continue the investigation and donate to True the Vote so they can continue to expose the ballot trafficking fraud, the greatest crime in US history. So I came across a couple of interesting reports not from the main, not from the mainstream media, obviously, nor from the key alternative media. These are um, from some of the lesser-known sites. I've um, the second one I'm going to cover. I, I have reported various things from that site. This is from BioClandestine on Telegram. Okay, now I'm ready to talk about 2,000 mules. At first, I was skeptical and disinterested because I didn't like the idea of a paywall. I'm firm in the belief that if you have information that is beneficial to society, you disperse it for free so as many people as possible see it, and don't hide behind a paywall. That is exactly why all of my content is free and will always be free. I have to add a comment here because... These documentaries don't get made for nothing. You know, there's been a huge amount of investment on the part of Dinesh D'Souza. There is the the costs of the work that True the Vote has done. So I don't have an issue with paying for it. 
And for those people that, you know, don't feel that they want to pay for it, there are plenty of sites now where you can actually watch it for free. But, you know, this is what I always say about an exchange of energy. You know, some people seem to think that everything ought to be done for free and, you know, groceries certainly aren't free. (laughs) Neither is gas now with the level of inflation. So we run our economy using money we cannot manage without money it's uh, unrealistic so continuing on with that being said Dinesh and his team did a phenomenal job had a lot of production value presented it visually in a clear and digestible manner and then released the ability to watch for free however the overall effect of this rollout method and advertising campaign resulted in more buzz, popularity and overall eyes on. So I can't fault them for this method because it's still free for the public and now it's the talk of the town, even among the centrist crowd. Now the actual movie itself confirms undoubtedly that there was a national coordinated effort in liberal cities to harvest traffic and illegally abuse the mail-in ballots at a rate that certainly could and did alter the outcome of the election. This is incontrovertible. The mere fact that there were organisations scattered in Liberal cities in swing states and were slowly distributing ballots over the course of months via mules they paid per ballot confirms that a higher entity was facilitating this entire scheme. It confirms that there were coordinated efforts to subvert and distort the outcome of the election. Keep in mind that citizens had to piece this together while our government agencies spent their time and our money trying to cover this up. Instead, using their technology and assets to track and hunt down parents who have questions about their children's school curriculum. How does this proof get presented in court? Can we overturn the election? Will anything come of this? I have no idea, but what we as the citizen intelligence apparatus can do is win the court of public opinion by making sure every single American sees this data. Make sure that we command and dominate the airwaves. Our mission is arguably more important than the actual legal aspect. The court of public opinion is more powerful than the law. If the election were to be overturned and the public doesn't know why, it would be mass chaos and high civilian casualties. But if we can make it so the public themselves are demanding an investigation and the majority of the public see that the evidence of fraud is incontrovertible, then the rollout of such information will be far more plausible and likely to succeed. In conclusion, 2,000 mules confirms fraud occurred in mass quantities It was coordinated by a national entity with the intent to subvert the election. We can prove it. Now it's your job to truly know all the details, get your verbiage, facts and data down to a point and truly know the subject matter here. Because your centrist and normie friends are going to ask you about this and before you start speaking about it, it's your duty to make sure you do the homework so you come off as intelligent and educated on the subject matter. That was the end of the first post. The next one goes on. Now that we've all seen 2,000 mules from the ground level, let's look at it from 40,000 feet. Let's discuss how this piece fits into the overall puzzle and how it is directly associated with COVID-19 and Putin attacking the 30-plus US biolabs in Ukraine. 
What made this method of voter fraud possible? Mail-in voting. As a result of media-generated fear over COVID-19. We all remember the Dems foaming at the mouth over Trump's pushback on mail-in voting. The only way their plan works is if the Dems were able to abuse emergency powers to install mail-in voting in the event of an emergency. So what did they do to ensure they won the election? They created an emergency. As we all saw in my thread on the Freedom of Information Act emails, the world's top virologists, biologists and immunologists concluded that COVID-19 was created in a lab, a lab that was run by the US NIH. And all of this was covered up by left-wing political bureaucrats Fauci and Collins. So a leftist-run agency in the US government was circumventing congressional oversight to modify pathogens in foreign countries. One of these pathogens, in quotes, got out, which enabled the Democrats to abuse emergency powers to implement mass mail-in voting, which allowed for them to subvert elections with the methods outlined in 2000 Mules. Now does it make sense as to why Biden-Obama DNC, using Hunter Biden as a proxy, via Rosemont Seneca funneled U.S. Department of Defense money to Hunter Biden's bio company Metabiota and other bio labs in Ukraine. The DNC and globalists are all directly involved in biological gain-of-function research on pathogens, and the result of one getting out just so happened to benefit the DNC and globalists on all fronts. And they just so happened to have a nationwide network of ballot harvesting and trafficking mules at the ready in liberal cities in key swing states. And the plan solely relies on mass mail-in voting in order to carry it out. Now, does it make sense as to why Putin is attacking US biological facilities near his border and why China, Russia, India, Brazil, Mexico and Gabon all voted at the UN Security Council that the US biological network needs to be investigated. This is why the media and the Dems are so worried about Ukraine. This is why the fact-checkers and the left-wing media machine are still denying the existence of US labs in the Ukraine at all. That is why the Dems wanted to send US troops to Ukraine to defend these labs, because their bio-capabilities are what allows them to retain power over the people. Stealing elections, implementing a police state, forced vaccinating, censorship of political dissent under the guise of public health. COVID-19 gave them the power to do whatever they wanted. Did the DNC have another variant plan for release before the midterms so they could do it again? Did Putin know about it? Is that one of the reasons Russia targeted and attacked our biolabs? Is that why Victoria Newland and the rest of the DNC are terrified of their research falling into Russia's hands? Soon they will start pushing for mass mail-in voting again for the midterms. Watch, it's their only way. The timeline, Hunter Biden funnels US Department of Defense money to foreign biological facilities to modify pathogens. A modified pathogen escapes a lab in a foreign country, which results in a global shutdown. This pandemic results in the emergency implementation of mail-in voting by the DNC. Mail-in voting opens the door for the DNC to utilise the methods outlined in 2000 Mules to commit mass voter fraud in swing states. 
Joe Biden wins, in quotes, election. The DNC created a biological weapon to win an election. And that's the end of the second post. The third post says, for those of you who cannot seem to find the good in anything and refuse to see how 2,000 mules is highly impactful, this is for you. Think about this entire situation from the perspective of the mules. The mules are surely going to catch wind of this documentary. Given their felonies are being broadcast for the world to see, they are probably terrified. Incidentally, there's one already been unmasked and shared out on social media. Think about how the majority of them will be hesitant to do this again. The people who carried out these deeds were mostly poor people who needed to make money. They aren't political activists, they just wanted cash. Actually, uh, X-22 reported that um, some of the people who were the mules have also been activists in other situations, like the protests, uh, links to Antifa, etc., etc. Now they know that they are being watched and tracked. A significant majority of the network of mules just got depleted. Sure, there will be still be a few crazy blue-haired psychopaths willing to risk going to jail for countless felonies, but the majority aren't going to do this again, knowing they are under the spotlight and their entire plan known to the public. The ability for the Dems to traffic ballots just got hindered significantly. So for all those crying boo-hoo, none of this matters until someone's arrested... Not only are you incredibly annoying, you're also just flat out wrong. The US military knows all this went down, but any sized element in the US military doesn't engage in any skirmish of any size without a significant advantage and near certainty of victory. Public acceptance comes first. Arrests come afterwards. It's that simple. Edit. I see people still being pessimistic, trying to nullify the impact of this. Let me address all of your weak arguments. 1. The mules just won't bring phones next time so they can't get tracked. You expect these people to navigate to 100 plus drop boxes in a night in highly congested liberal cities without GPS? You think they're using a paper map? 99% of people today couldn't use a map if their lives depended on it. Also, they have to take pictures of their drops to get credit to get their money. Are they going to use a Polaroid or disposable camera? Two, they will find replacements and Soros has unlimited money. We are doomed. You fail to realise that it's not just the mules that are now under surveillance and the spotlight. The organisational locations that are supplying the ballots, their locations are known. Their entire network and scheme is exposed. They have to change the entire way they operate because their last method is known. 3. They will just use burner phones. And the burner phones also are able to be tracked, still show the path of the ballot boxes and organisational buildings they are picking up the ballots from. And the organisational buildings are the real targets anyway. We don't care about locking up the individual mules, we want the organisation and the higher-ups orchestrating the entire operation. So... A really good um, assessment of that and analysis and narrative on it. I now have another report which is 
approaching this with a completely different perspective, which I found extremely interesting. Just before I do that, just wanted to say uh, there was a comment that X22 made um, on his recent report, and he said, Space Force has it all. They're focused on cyber security. Hmm, interesting. So this is a, an article from We Love Trump, and it's an updated opinion on 2,000 mules from NOAA, and it was published yesterday. Hi, friends. I wanted to share with you an update about 2,000 mules. I know many of you have already seen it, but also many have not yet seen it. We've covered it a few times already here on We Love Trump. And there's a couple of links to the previous articles. And it continues. This morning, my friend Patty Greer who you may know from her C60 Evo business or from her appearances on SGT Report, sent me the following message that I thought was so good I wanted to share with you. I don't know who wrote this, otherwise I would give credit to them. But I thought this was a brilliant write-up and I agree with almost everything in here, so I'm passing it along to you. Hang in there, folks. We're at the tail end and heading into the final act. Patriot Warrior. So after 2,000 mules, I see many people are saying similar things. But the left isn't going to watch it. Why isn't it free if they want to prove that Trump won? That's stupid. It's too late. No one is going to do anything. Nothing is happening. Folks, re-watch that documentary. Look at the sheer amount of data they processed. Look at the amount of video footage they had. Think about trillions of phone pings. Millions of minutes of videos. Think about how everyone has been roadblocked, sued, even arrested for trying to get less incriminating evidence than video. Now think about what the mules producers didn't answer. How did they get any state-provided camera footage? They said through Freedom of Information Act. No shot. Many counties brazenly deleted the actual election voting data. Arizona Senate had to go to court just to get public vote records for their audit. These states ignored court orders to turn over machines and other records. We should believe a Freedom of Information Act for camera footage wouldn't be dragged out until they forced it into court, taking years, and they wouldn't delete everything in the meantime? No way. That camera footage came from Space Force. I'd bet my life they had those and every other camera in the country monitored and backed up, along with servers, networks, machines, Wi-Fi networks, everything in every state. How did Dinesh and crew identify the ballot pickup locations? Sure, you can use patterns to find a location, but eventually you have to prove who's there and that they took dark money or have some connection to the bad guys. That's a very tangled web of shell companies and money laundering that a few journalists can't untangle even in 15 months. That requires government-level intelligence and records access to trace money. They didn't do this for decades by being obvious. Again, this screens Space Force. Trillions of cell phone pings? Yes, it's true you can buy geolocation data right now online. But again, to obtain, organise, filter and analyse that amount of data, identify the patterns and overlay the locations and timestamps with 4 million minutes of video footage, that's an absolutely massive undertaking. 
Dinesh named a couple of people that screened all the video. Yeah, right, again, screen Space Force and Military Intelligence. Dinesh D'Souza is a brilliant filmmaker and a patriot. True the Vote has been instrumental in even getting election fraud to the national discussion. They are all heroes, I don't debate that. But in my opinion, the research and data in 2000 Mules is the work of Space Force and Military Intelligence. The way it's presented right now is for optics. It's the warm-up for the final event. Then visible nail in the coffin at the exact time when everyone in America will be as open to it as they have ever been because of the insanity that's taken place with the fake administration. The white hats just lit the fuse. We know Space Force was created for cyberspace and we know they have these capabilities and much more. We know they watched the entire election in real time. If you don't, research it, Trump even told us. We know Trump used this information as the proof needed to devolve the government and suspend the Constitution under the guise of a domestic insurrection. Add all of this up and I believe you just watched a small example of how quickly and easily the military will be able to prove beyond the shadow of a doubt that the election was rigged. Now just imagine the EAS, EBS on every TV and phone with hours and hours of evidence being shown from every state with mules, actual data from the machines, proof of fake ballots via watermarks, proof from the printing companies, mailing records, phone recordings, emails, texts, affidavits, video confessions, everything. Is there really doubt that 95% of the country will get it? The military is the only way. I believe we're already sitting in the theatre. We just watched the last preview before the featured show. I believe they have it all and will show it all to everyone in America. Game over. God wins. So I certainly hope that's true. I do hope that we're getting near to the end of this because it's very tiring at the very least, not to mention stressful. So I just want to cover some things relating to Evil Incarnate, which I'd included in the title. And part of this is related to this leak of the Roe v. Wade um, abortion-related decision, or at least draft um, opinion by the Supreme Court. And we're seeing these really extreme protests by the pro-choice brigade. Some of them look absolutely um, insane, demonic, um, MSNBC had a piece with Laurie Kilmartin, who's supposedly a comedian. And there's a panel of four of them, and they're all laughing about abortion. Um, and what Laurie Kilmartin says is the SCOTUS leaker, the Supreme Court leaker, is a person, and she wants to make sweet love to him. That person is a hero. If the leaker is a Republican and if I get pregnant during our lovemaking, I will joyfully abort our fetus and let them know. Um, I can't imagine someone like her knowing what the term lovemaking means because there is so much hatred in that statement. We've got Target now selling Tomboy X transgender underwear. 
chest binders to squash breasts and packing underwear for trans adults and youths. Target, go woke, go broke. Another one to, to boycott. And then, of course, we've got the Ukraine pseudo war. We've got Jill Biden flying in for Mother's Day. We've got you 2 flying in for a concert. Is this normal for a war zone? We've already seen Pelosi and her cohorts there. She was in high heels with Zelensky with no protective gear whatsoever in supposedly the centre of a war zone in Kiev. Same happened with Boris Johnson and co. As I've said, it's an obvious psyop and so much disinformation and um, Putin hatred being uh, stoked up. It's obvious to those of us with any critical thinking capabilities whatsoever that it's obviously um, a cover-up of what's been going on in Ukraine as far as the biolabs are concerned. It's a cover-up for all the corruption of the people involved in Ukrainian energy companies like Hunter Biden, like John Kerry's son, like I think it's Mitt Romney's um, son as well. And of course, we're seeing billions and billions of dollars sent over there with no oversight. They've just voted to send another $40 billion over there. So the question is, what is it being used for and how much is circling back to the corrupt, not only Democrats, but rhinos and lining their pockets? If you haven't noticed, the Republican elephant logo has inverse pentagrams on its logo, which is a satanic symbol. Fighting the Tyranny Writers, which is at fightingthetyranny.wordpress.com, reported on this back in 2016. Very few have noticed, and sadly very few even care, but the Republican Party changed their logo in the year 2000, just as George W. Bush was entering the office. It's very subtle, however very significant. The emblem of the GOP has always been an elephant with three stars in a row at the top. While the elephant stars and even the colours are still present, one change has been done. The head of the star now points downward instead of upwards, causing many to question the move. It represents a pentagram now, which is strange considering the party claims Christian values and traditions. In fact, the last statistics I have seen, evangelical voters tend to be Republicans. Odd that the logo now rep represents anything but Christian values. I myself am not a Republican nor Democrat, but have always wondered why the change. I noticed it a few years ago, asked about it, researched it, and then, like many, moved on. However, with this being another election cycle, I can't help but revisit my original thought process of years ago and wondered why would a party, any party, make such a blatant change? Am I suggesting the party is in line with Satan? No, but they are using a symbol that is commonly associated with those that are. A reversed pentagram with two points projecting upwards is a symbol of evil and attracts sinister forces because it overturns the proper order of things and demonstrates the triumph of matter over spirit. It is the goat of lust attacking the heaven with its horns, a sign execrated by initiates. The flaming star, 
which when turned upside down is the hieroglyphic sign of the goat of black magic, whose head may be drawn in the star, the two horns at the top, the ears to the right and left, the beard at the bottom. It is a sign of antagonism and fatality. It is the goat of lust attacking the heavens with its horns. The timing of the change is somewhat odd as well. It was at a time when we had two candidates with connections to the secret society group Skull and Bones vying for the presidency. Skull and Bones, the fraternity on Yale University's campus, have been linked on many occasions to Satanism or the occult. The election was very close with John Kerry winning the popular vote, but Bush taking the White House on a contested vote count that came down to Florida. Everyone remembers the Hanging Chad show. Here we are, 16 years past the change to the party's logo, and no explanation has been given, and no mainstream media attention given to the apparent change. I heard one theory about how it was an accident from a graphic artist. I think it is clear to say that 16 years later, that theory can be debunked. If it was just a graphic design problem, it wouldn't be used to this day, but it is. The Republican Party is not the only one that has had this issue, though. In 2008, a picture of Hillary Clinton campaigning at a New Hampshire primary showed an American flag with all the stars on the flag pointing down. Are we seeing a transition in our political system, giving allegiance to someone or something else? With the number of freedoms and liberties lost in the past 16 years, and at the rapid rate of tyranny we are experiencing... It is very possible, if not a given fact. I will continue to research and try to find a reason the party changed the logo. Sure seems if it was harmless or no big deal, then after 16 years, some explanation or reason would have sprung forward by now. Is this a New World Order move, bad graphic designer or something more? I would say only time will tell, but it clearly isn't in a hurry to reveal itself so far. And I think what we're seeing is that there are Satanists on both sides of the aisle. This is good versus evil, not left versus right. And I was inspired to write something of a narrative of my own last night, so I'd like to read that to you. I always aim to keep a positive perspective on things, keep the focus on the outcomes we want, but sometimes I am just appalled by the level of evil I am seeing displayed. I am seeing reports of people celebrating the killing of unborn children and all I can see is evil personified. Sometimes I feel that we have Sodom and Gomorrah all over again and I am repulsed. We are living through very difficult times and it can feel overwhelming but the only way we can win this spiritual war is by being strong, girding our loins and going into battle every day knowing that failure is not an option. If we don't win, all is lost. And it's similar to what um, I saw in The Lord of the Rings. Um, There's a lovely quote about how, you know, when things were really bad and people thought all was lost and yet the heroes continued on and eventually won the day. Ignoring what's happening across the world is not the answer. We have to wake up and stand up and make our resounding no so loud that the globalists back down. Then we make them face justice. And I wanted to just go through the the list of uh, so-called leaders in the various countries that have so obviously been installed. 
by WEF, World Economic Forum, and the New World Order. Macron was obviously installed again recently uh, in the recent French election. Gavin Newsom obviously had his recall overturned fraudulently. Trudeau was obviously installed with the help from the WEF. Biden, we know, was installed. Jacinda Ardern of New Zealand, obviously another WEF puppet. We're seeing in Finland a war against Christians. Uh, it reminded me um, of something a few years ago. The farrier who looked after the horses at the ranch in Texas, where I worked for nearly four years, went on to train as a pastor. He said that Christians would be under attack more and more in the coming years. I didn't believe him at the time, but now I see it happening, or at least the Christian faith is under attack. I don't support organised religion because, to me, it's just another form of government, a form of control. But I do support the key doctrines of the spiritual leaders and avatars like Jesus and Buddha. I don't believe their intention was to have us worship them. Instead, they came here to teach us that the powers they demonstrated were also within our power to perform. The reason they are being attacked is because the powers that be don't want us to discover our true power, either as an individual or as a collective. I believe we're seeing more and more people turn to God during these times of extreme stress and concern about the direction not only the USA is going in, but also the other countries that are obviously under the control of these uh, New World Order leaders, the UK, France, Italy, um, the list just goes on and on. So I just wanted to add that because I usually just read other reports, but I felt definitely led to share my thoughts with you on this. And so I'm going to move on now to this latest article, Wartime President Part 7. I've shared um, his previous articles in earlier radio shows. This one is doing an analysis of a video that was put out by the US Army's PSYOP group on May 3rd, 2022. So this is by Slagfa, S-L-A-G-F-A dot substack dot com. Do you believe in ghosts in the machine? And... He's embedded the video. I can't play it because um, it's mainly subtitles and background music, so it wouldn't come over on the radio. Um, but I suggest you go and find this on YouTube. It's titled Ghosts in the Machine. And uh, also, of course, in the archive and on the podcast channels, we'll be sharing these links so you'll be able to actually go through the article yourself. And it is rather cryptic, I have to say, and probably need several readings to really get the gist of it. But it's very interesting. So this is a YouTube video released by the U.S. Army's 4th PSYOP Group on May 3rd, 2022. There's lots going on here, and there is a huge proof in this video for Patel Patriot's Devolution series, one of the biggest yet. Let's take a look together. Introduction. Do you believe in ghosts? First, this is a slick, professionally produced short motion picture. 
This is on par with something Activision would produce for an instalment of their Call of Duty franchise. It cost a lot of money to make, and I assume the money came from the US Army's recruiting budget. Here's the odd thing. Clandestine army units like this don't make recruiting material because that material brings unwanted attention. Have you ever seen an official Delta Force recruiting video? Exactly. A visit to the 4th PSYOP Group's army webpage will show the proclamation. And it shows the logo, I think, the um, emblem of the 4th PSYOP Group's army. And the motto is Verbum Vincet, and it actually means the word will conquer. In the description of the video, it says PSYOP is a difficult branch to research, so don't hesitate to reach out for help. Now they launched a YouTube channel and are making recruiting films and a text message number to get more information. Something isn't adding up. The logical conclusion here is that this isn't a recruiting film. This is something else, like comms. Comms directed at whom? Us? No, but we are part of the comm. The overarching concepts here are number one, ghosts, number two, an ominous warning. We're going to talk about both throughout this article. The masked figure in the forest. This is the single most important image of the video because it's the key to understanding the whole thing and also to whom it's addressed. There's a creepy image of what appears to be a soldier wearing a white mask in a forest. Is this image meant to appear menacing and intimidating? You bet. But then something else occurred to me when I saw this image. What I see here is an unpainted mask used in Japanese No, that's N-O-H, theatre productions. Japanese No theatre dates back to the 14th century and is still performed today. Unlike Kabuki theatre, where the actors use face paint, no theatre is performed wearing masks. It's hard to make out, but I see two possibilities for a character. A mask portraying a woman, specifically the character of Lady Rakuho. Two, a mask portraying an Ayakashi. Both are interesting. In fact, this whole video is choreographed like a no theatre production. This context of a no play is critical for understanding What's going on in this PSYOP video? Keep that archetype of a no-play in mind as you read. If the mask is a woman character, the colour immediately jumps out. It's all white. In no theatre, white equals nobility or royalty. By these terms, I mean actual nobility, kings and queens. Here's why that's significant. Lady Ao. In this classical no-play, Lady Ao the wife of the senior minister of state, Hikaru Genji, is afflicted with an unexplainable illness. Her family believes that Lady Ao is possessed by a phantom and they bring a priestess in to try to identify the evil spirit. The priestess is successful. The tormenting spirit is identified as the vengeful ghost of Lady Rokuho the widow of a deceased crown prince and Hikaru Genji's current lover. Scorned and humiliated by her lover, by his favour of Lady Ao, Lady Rakujo's jealousy took the form of a Hayana and inflicted itself upon Lady Ao. 
Now, I'm certain you've seen the Heiana character before on a tattoo or anime film, perhaps. It's one of the most iconic images from Japanese culture. The Heiana is a vengeful Japanese spirit that attaches itself to a part of a person's soul who has been wronged and then extracts revenge from the guilty party. If the mask is a female mask, I'm guessing the character is Lady Rokujo, and that's a powerful image of foreshadowing. Bad things are coming upon the guilty, specifically upon government officials. There's another possibility. The mask could also be an Ayakashi spirit. The Ayakashi can represent a wraith or a violent god in no theatre, can also represent the ghost of a warrior coming to extract revenge. If this mask is a Ayakashi, or if it is supposed to be Lady Rokujo, the underlying message is the same. A wrong has been committed by the world's royalty, and supernatural vengeance is coming upon the guilty. The choreography of this video is also very significant. There's a category of no theatre that deals with gods, ghosts, spirits and the supernatural. It's called Mugen No. And in addition to the supernatural content, these plays are characterised by their non-linear plotline. This video spans multiple time periods and plotlines, switching between them at will in a storyline that reveals itself as the plot progresses. This part of the video encapsulates both principles, ghosts and an ominous warning. The ghost in the machine. The phrase ghost in the machine was coined in 1949 by Gilbert Ryle, a lecturer at Oxford University in the field of philosophy. Appearing in his paper Concept of Mind, the ghost in the machine refers to a description of dualism that was made popular by René Descartes. That's the origin of the term, but the origin is not relevant to our discussion. What's more relevant are the modern adaptations of the term ghost in the machine. To paraphrase Gilbert Ryle and also Arthur Kessler, the ghost in the machine refers to something ancient, primal, hardwired into the cortex, the lizard brain, brought to the surface of the psyche in times of extreme peril and the ultimate fail-safe. Taking a psychological survey of humanity, what do we see? We see many people awake and questioning the popular narrative. We see a massive shift of power away from the government and to the people. That shift is to the detriment of the elites and the benefit of the people. I see fourth psyop involved in this. I see them telling us that they are influencing events. You see further evidence of this in the video. Anything we touch is a weapon we can deceive, persuade, change, influence, inspire. We come in many forms. We are everywhere. This is part of the warning I mentioned earlier. The creepy cartoon. The cartoon of the clown you see throughout this video is from a 1933 American animated film, Betty Boop in Snow White, by Dave Fleischer and Roland Crandall. The film depicts Betty Boop as Snow White, who the magic mirror declares to be fairest of them all. This puts Betty in mortal danger from the jealous queen. The queen dispatches two assassins, Bimbo and Coco, to take Betty's head. They disobey and the queen extracts revenge on her disobedient minions. 
That's the scene you saw on the TV in the video. Coco the clown is turned into a ghost by the queen, who is now a witch. The easy meaning to pull from this is there's a struggle between good and evil, and good prevails in the end. Another is jealousy. Remember the no play, Lady Ao? The jealousy of Lady Rakujo played a central role in that story, just like the jealousy of the Queen does in Snow White. Another is the image of the television set on fire. For decades, television and media have been used by the elite to control the citizen. That control is coming to an end and their system is burning down. Did Fourth Psyop light the match? Warfare is evolving. In the video, the text appears on the screen over a series of images. We see heavy cavalry during the European medieval period, mechanised infantry, what appears to be men filming a propaganda video, someone typing at a keyboard, drone IR feed, IT specialist, a violent street protest, a smartphone, social media. What I see here is the evolution of combat from kinetic to fifth generation warfare. Listen up, digital soldiers. This part of the video is speaking to you. Remember the oath of the digital soldier? I, and the name, in my case, I, Jan, do solemnly swear or affirm that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same that I take this obligation freely without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion, and that I will well and faithfully discharge the duties of the office upon which I am about to enter. So help me God. Where we go one, we go all. And if you remember, that's the oath that um, Q asked all the anons to swear, and Michael Flynn and his family did that on video. Carrying on, that's, the, that's also the oath of office for commissioned officers in the United States Army, modified. What's the message? What are the orders? Simple, dig, expose, recruit, lawfully protest, participate in the election process, bring lawsuits, run for office, and no matter what the swamp does, talk about whatever they're doing that's in violation of the Constitution of the United States. The fact that an official branch of the U.S. Army is suggesting this under the thinnest of veils is huge. This is the closest we've seen so far of official recognition of the digital soldier concept. And also, do not forget the grave threat an awake and informed population poses to the elites of the world. This plot line serves as a warning to the elite. There are millions of digital soldiers throughout the world. Like I said earlier, we're not the target of the comms, but we are part of it. Look to the stars. I mean, this one is obvious. Can you say Space Force? The elite still appear as though they fail to grasp the significance of this branch of the US military. All I've seen from them so far is this is a joke or this is Trump's folly. I think it's a grave mistake not to take this new branch seriously. Fourth PSYOP is all but spelling it out here that they work closely with Space Force. Fourth PSYOP is based out of Fort Bragg, and that means Green Berets, Rangers, and Delta Force. There's serious muscle behind Fourth PSYOP. You see this in the video with images of Special Forces operators sneaking around a non-conventional battlefield. 
Today, there's also the vast capability of space force merged into this equation. Space force and its integration with the land, sea and air forces of the United States isn't a joke. Anyone who still thinks so is a fool. D-Day is coming. The US Army just let us see the royal flush they're holding and this is where I see devolution coming into play. Look at this image from the video and it's got a, a spindly sapling with a what is supposedly like an air car air freshener with a ghost on it. Just a ghost air freshener? No, it's far more than that, folks. Pop quiz, who knows about the 23rd Headquarters Special Troops? This unit was a ruse set up by the Allies to trick the Wehrmacht right before the Normandy invasion on June 6, 1944. The Nazis bought the story hook, line and sinker. This unit prevented a concentration of German troops in Normandy, making D-Day a success and not a slaughter. Do you remember reading about inflatable tanks, wooden aircraft and General Patton leading the whole outfit? This was the iconic patch that was associated with the unit after the war. The patch's appearance in this video isn't an accident. The video's producers further reinforced this point with another image from the same operation. That's two men of the 23rd HQ Special Troops pushing over an inflatable M-Force Sherman tank. Stop and think about this for a minute and consider the following topics and images. Ghosts stealing supernatural revenge. Active PSYOP operation going on right now. A play. And all the world's a stage. An ominous message to the world's elites. And now the US Army is all but saying the Normandy invasion is coming soon. Folks, if the US Army, their PSYOPs unit, is tipping its hand like this, it's trolling on an epic scale. And it also tells me one other very important thing. Whatever the US Army has planned, it's too late for the enemy to stop or prevent what's coming. D-Day is coming, folks. Now are you seeing why this video is scaring the elites to death? Are we about to see another Operation Overlord flung against Fortress Europe to take down the Nazi rulers once and for all? So what to take from all this? This was a message to the elites of the world. I know this because of the strong evidence I see of a Mugen No play that lasts three and a half minutes, a masterful production, a story where a wrong has been committed by the world's elite and that supernatural vengeance is coming, delivered at the hands of a ghost. Now do I believe that ghosts are going to rise from the grave and extract revenge? No, but I remember this quote from the great author Arthur C. Clarke. Any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. Loop Space Force into all this and you're going to see one hell of a show and you just might see things that are considered to be science fiction. Oh yes, and there's one more fact about no plays that I'd like to mention. No theatre productions were written and performed for Japan's ruling class. The rulers of the world have just been put on notice. Justice is coming for your past crimes and be afraid of ghosts because D-Day is coming. Until next time, boo. So there you have it, a very well-argued hypothesis there. And it's interesting, this um, connection with Space Force and what I was uh, reporting earlier 
about Space Force having all this information about the uh, 2000 Mules uh, election fraud. So it, it seems to me like there's all these pieces of the jigsaw coming together. And, you know, as I said earlier, hopefully we'll be getting near to the end of the movie so we can just, you know, resolve all this in one fell swoop. That would be wonderful, wouldn't it? Anyway, as I say very often, keep the faith. I think we're seeing this plan play out more and more. Some people doubt the existence of a plan, but I have no doubt whatsoever that there is a very clever plan behind all of this. So that's all I have time for today. I hope you'll join me for another Cosmic Creating show soon. Um, I'm hoping I can still do Saturday. My move to Colorado is imminent, but I'm not sure exactly when. Uh, just as a reminder, you can find me at the successalchemist.net, thewebalchemist.net, empoweredmanifestation.com, and also on Telegram, US UK Patriot. Thank you to Nancy for producing, and also to Derek Condit of mysticalwares.com for sponsoring the radio station. And I hope you'll visit his website. It's a fantastic a cornucopia of crystals and other exciting metaphysical products. So stay safe, be well, and bye for now. You have been listening to Cosmic Creating with Jan Shaw, updating current reality, a production of CosmicReality.com. Thank you for listening to Cosmic Reality Radio. We appreciate your support. Please visit our sponsor at mysticalwares.com for our huge selection of metaphysical products, gifts, candles, incense, and one of the largest Shungite collections available. Cosmic Reality Radio is sponsored by Mystical Wares Online Store, where coupon code SAVE10 will get you 10% off your entire order at mysticalwares.com.